0: On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a true Christian, what it means to be, and what it means to be a junior Christian. Please stay tuned. Boom, we back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Created Curious Podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Mullins. Over there in the chair is Max, I don't know how to say your last name, (laughs) can you tell us your last name santiana 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 yes yes and uh dude we we got some exciting stuff going on i just came back from austin we're reaching college students in austin dude it is a whole nother like ut campus versus a&m campus two different things bro like way different one is like really sad, and then one seems pretty lively, and I'm going to let you decide or figure out which one's which, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I opened up the scriptures today to Isaiah, and um, based on a devotional I was reading, and I opened up to, to this scripture, and it kind of fits in with this other thing I'm going to read here that Ryan Hofford uh, gave to me, and it uh, is... Uh, Isaiah 45, 9, and it says what sorrows await those who argue with their creator does a clay pot argue with its maker does a clay does the clay dispute the one who shapes it saying stop what, <laughs> you're doing it wrong does the pot exclaim how clumsy can you be how terrible would it be if a newborn baby said to its father why was i born or to its mother why did you make me this way and i was just thinking i was like how like silly are we to compare ourselves to other christians and not to god you know yeah um but i'll I'll open this up later right now i want to introduce our guest today on the show i have the one and only the one and only every every single guest that's on here is the one and only but this guy is the most attractive indian oh. guy that i've ever met andrew thomas <laughs> I not
1: matt james is watching this <laughs> you know he's, watching. He's, gonna, he's gonna bring this up next to my scene. thank you for that
0: matthew we love you so you are a college student and you're in kyle for ministries um you're also a very insightful person thank you um so welcome on the show i'm glad to have you here glad to be here dude i, I just i know it's going to be a good conversation um Dude, we were talking about in the car kind of like this difference between junior Christianity, which I've never heard it put that way until this morning. Junior Christianity and like, and um, I guess you could call it senior Christianity. Um, But this idea that God doesn't let certain people like... For instance, uh, like there is things that are secondary. So God, primary, other things secondary, and some people need those secondary things in order to stay in in uh, in faith with God, and then others God knows is are strong enough to endure obstacles, to endure trials in order to get them to this other place of wisdom, of uh, experience, and just um, sanctification in order to use them for sometimes a more noble or greater cause in in the sense. And uh, yeah, so what do you think about that kind of concept?
1: I think I would first have to ask, like so when you say like they need the secondary things, is this like if they don't have the secondary things fall away from god or they need those secondary things to fulfill what god has put them for like if a rock star was evangelizing he needs to be able to play music yeah yeah i well i think i I don't think
0: it's in that terms as far as giftings go um but yeah it's like like god has personal stake in each one of our lives and so to each he gives the gives them what they can handle Oh, uh and some people can go through, you know, uh, a bunch of hardships and come out the other side. And they're just like very faithful person. And, you know, he says, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. And I think that's each the individual. So I don't know what you kind of think about
1: that. (laughs) No, I think that's definitely true. Like I've met we were talking about this earlier. Like I've met a lot of people who are in the ministry or serving God in some sort of capacity. And at least at different points in their lives, like they need, everyone needs a support system. Yeah. You know, everyone needs something like, or some people, not something people, you know, in their life that support them somehow, you know, not everyone can, we don't all have the temperament or the capacity to be like Elijah. The dude was in the desert all the time, on the run, all the line, all the time. That's not like, I, I don't think I could do that. At least not right now, you know, maybe in 10 years. Sure. But Can some people do that? We definitely know some people could do that, you know? So I think, yeah, to each, we all have our stuff we can handle, and we all have the stuff we can't. And so God judges us and, you know, exhorts us and rewards us based on what we do with what we have and what we had to go through.
0: So you actually grew up in ministry. So your parents were church planters.
1: Yeah. What was that experience like? and How do you think that shaped you versus someone that didn't? So when I was like elementary school age we were going to an indian pentecostal church in atlanta and my parents had already knew the lord well before like they got married and stuff but they became the youth pastors there for a couple years and then god called us to move to houston mm. uh, they youth pastor there at a couple churches and then we planted a church 4 years ago next month you know so it's been it's been a few years it hasn't been too wow. long but i think growing up in a church, like that kind of environment, you know, like where ministry and serving God and going to church was like, like, I don't think there was ever a Sunday or maybe like two from like ages four through 11 or something like, you know, where mm-hmm. I missed a Sunday, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that didn't happen. I would be, it'd be a very strange weekend if I didn't go to church on Saturday as well, because we'd either have youth meetings or VBS or we just had to be there yeah. because my parents could need to do something, you know? so that kind of like incorporation of church into my life, I didn't really realize how different that was from a lot of people until I met people. And they're like, Oh, like, you know, um, this new show premiered Sunday morning. So I'm watching that. Or I, some of my friends Mm. wanted to go for brunch. So I didn't go to church. Like now I'm like aware of that's how people are, but like growing up, that would just be like, what what are you talking about? Like, why would you do? Sunday morning is for church, Mm. you know, at least that aspect of it. Right. But yeah. yeah, I'd say that kind of <laughs> yeah, opens Yeah, you, you,
0: you mentioned uh, how like there was things, like there were certain people that your parents were like, oh, maybe not hang out with that kid. And you, you yeah. were confused as a kid of like why that would happen or there was things things that some kids could go do that mm-hmm. you couldn't do. And I think that's a good duality mm-hmm. for like what I was talking about with God spiritually over our lives is parents sometimes – first don't allow their kids the quote-unquote i guess luxuries that they could have had or the pleasures or whatever it could be that other parents let their kids get away with Mm -hmm. and in turn raising you up to something greater and so i feel like you know within the church there's a plethora of convictions right there's some people that don't listen to secular music at all yeah and then there's some people that you know they don't have that conviction they'll listen to whatever you yeah. know and um and so and that's personal conviction that's given by god yeah for a purpose i'm sure and and so like that's something i always ask myself i'm like man like why do i have to be on this and it changed from this question to another one but it was like why do i have to be on this accelerated hero's journey Right? Like this it's like constantly I'm being pruned. Constantly I'm being sculpted.
1: Like can't I get a break? Exactly. Yeah. I totally (laughs) I totally see what you're saying. I think I think there's some people I wanna make sure I like think out what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. Um I think there's some people like secular music or alcohol. Like we I guess we didn't discuss this beforehand, (laughs) but like with alcohol, like if I drank a sip of beer right that's not a sin that's not what the bible mm. says the some Bible's-
0: people think some people think red bull is beer <laughs> sometimes i'm like well, dude, it, like I cannot, it's not beer if you were to if
1: like i was in fourth grade and you were to show me that i would not have any idea what, what that is. is so i would have believed you if you had said it was beer like that's mm. that for my childhood that's what it was but red bull please sponsor us <laughs> it's like, better
0: than coffee unpopular opinion i don't
1: know about that it's got b12 that. bro but I mean, when you have to get the sugar-free version, just drink black coffee. It's, oh, it's I like
0: sugar-free. It tastes better. The B12, <laughs> B6.
1: All the vitamins. There you go. <laughs> but like, so if you have like an addictive personality, you know, you're not going to touch alcohol. You know, or mm-hmm. you have a bad family history. Like th- there's genetics in and stuff like that. You're not going to touch alcohol. You're not going to touch drugs because you know what that leads for you, you know. And I think God knows all that stuff. And so when God says, don't listen to it, God told me right now, he hasn't told me this. And I I just, I don't listen to secular music anyways. Mm. But if he told me, don't listen to secular music, you know, I can imagine that maybe the reason for that would be that's something that can lead me very fast, very easily down a road that of destruction, Mm. you know? And so I think the same thing, like, that's a very easy assumption to make with like alcohol or addictive things, you know? But if it's like, okay, I don't know, I don't. Go on YouTube, you know, or don't go on social media, you know, because maybe you have like a tendency to get into yourself, like vanity. Yeah, you know, dude. I think that's that's an overlooked like, uh, uh,
0: what do they call it? Virtue. Mm-hmm. That's an overlooked virtue. This idea of being super mindful. I just guessed it on a podcast of the, these guys out of San Antonio, mm. and uh, kind of Calvi, you know, uh, <laughs> great dudes, and. Uh, they we were talking about social media's effect on the church and i had another episode with these two girls that are in high school they run a podcast and they were talking about it so like i get these older guys and then these high school girls and then i'm in college and i get to see the different sex of it yeah and and what i what i'm still discovering or seeing
1: every time is like dude it's sneaky bro dude <laughs> i'm so glad okay so like i'm so, like i'm glad you moved the podcast to today because there's so much stuff that's like happened today like conversation i've had today really that, like it's coming up a little bit more like i was talking to max about the rock thing you know that had happened today with a small group guy and so i was talking i was hanging out with a guy and we're talking about like just random stuff you know we're hanging out and uh it was like me one guy another guy and we both there's this documentary on netflix i highly recommend everyone watch it it's called the social dilemma Mm, okay yeah it's like an hour and a half two hours something like that it's basically about how instagram facebook twitter all like former vps and developers and like head of division high up guys they're like we know that we're trying to keep you in like on the app that's how we make money you know we know exactly how long you're in the app How long you're on a post what you like what you comment and there's so many complex algorithms and things that it sends you and especially now in an age where like google owns like so much facebook owns like so much you know so they won't send you like google might not send you a youtube ad they'll send you a search suggestion you know or they'll send you like an assistant thing like oh do you want to know the weather or do you need a movie recommendation Mm -hmm. because two days ago you looked up movies on friday night you know like that that interconnected And it's really good because it paints it in a narrative way. Like it shows like a family, like with those things happening to them. And you can totally see, especially in this like modern misinformation era, right? What that can lead to, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, that's all I'm going to say on it. But like, I highly recommend you guys watch it.
2: And here's some insight for thought. Uh, I heard it in a business class I was taking. They said, if the product is free, chances are you're the product. That's uh, that's true.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a good little insight for all like, we are Christians. You know, there was one part that I was watching with my family and my dad caught, I caught this, my dad caught this. They say probably three quarters in they're like, the problem with misinformation is that like, you're confusing, you're not really settling on a common truth, you know, mm. and that like, you have to define truth be- before you can say, okay, this is true, this is not, you know, like this is stuff that's happening and this is not. And I was like, that's totally true no context relating to god but that's that's a fact yeah you know, and i appreciate it and we we even have to define vocabulary like like i was i told
0: i think i told max i was gonna open with you're the most attractive indian man i've ever
2: met and <laughs> and <laughs> this is a disputed statement between andrew and matthew just for the record i
1: mean i haven't he i haven't talked to him about it so it's not really disputed hey as matt of, you
2: know. james
0: could have been here Oh. And then it might have been a battle. Okay, oh, so yeah. you were telling me <laughs> this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, and and I I think you were saying, bro, that's racist. New? How is that racist? I didn't
2: say that. I mean, <laughs> Someone said it.
1: <laughs> if anything, it just says how how few Indians we know. That's true. That's you know, true. Like in College Station. Wait. Hey, don't you
0: you don't have to be so humble. You're bro. still a good looking
1: man. <laughs> I appreciate that, Max. I do, but. No, that's it's not racist. <laughs>
0: um, dude, okay, so you were you were talking we were talking about social media yeah. and the effect on culture. I think the the thing that we need to get straight is is just like coffee, just like beer, just like wine, just like weed, these things can have you addicted. And they're designed to have you addicted, right? Yeah cigarettes and we know for a fact through studies that statistics show social media causes depression causes anxiety people that are on it screen time has a direct correlation with anxiety and based upon some studies i watch or read and so we we have to keep in mind that like every time we see the like every time you know, someone's like looking at our story and we can see exactly who looked at our stuff. And that is a dopamine drip every single time. And as like Christians, as people that want to honor God and follow Jesus, we have to be mindful about that. It's not something we can just be like, oh, well, that doesn't affect me. Mm -hmm. It's like we like take social media fast. Like step back for a second. You know, ask if you're spending more time on Instagram or in the Bible, in the Bible right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, man, it, it can be just as a drug as anything else,
2: you know. And mm-hmm. and it's but it's so sneaky, it's
0: seductive, you know?
2: So Andrew, I'm glad that Bailey was talking about fasts. What do you think is important to a good fast for anything? You know, coffee meat for my vegetarians in the building uh <laughs> social media like, again not so how do we <laughs> how do we do that as christians and make sure we're not starving ourselves
1: okay i that's different from what i starving I ourselves okay. from what like going too far with it
2: not necessarily I, I i kind of worded it vaguely on purpose um as a christian what does a good fast look like and why
1: hmm think from personal experience this is one thing that i think is important is that when you fat whatever you fast food social media could be a specific food or whatever you know that you needed the fast when you catch yourself like do it like let me give an example so like i fasted for some things like i was thinking about like future wise mm. last semester and I realized how much I needed to fast and kind of like take that refreshing, like that step back, was I was like, okay, I'm not gonna eat, you know, it's a regular fast, I'll eat at dinner time and just skip two meals. And I was like, I found myself planning my day around my meals, you know, in the sense of like that's how my schedule worked. Mm. And I I was constantly like that, that's how I schedule my day. So that's not in itself a bad thing, but I would repeatedly go back to it. I'm like, okay, like it's 10 30 now i'm gonna go here and have lunch i'm like wait no i'm fasting huh you know and same thing happened with like social media when i i i think you were there at a when you had company and josh was like social media fast for like a week or yeah however long but up till thanksgiving at least or something and so i did i delete instagram snapchat whatever and i found is that music was it a motorcycle that may have been it <laughs> <laughs> but um found myself like zoom classes and stuff like that like i don't have the app but i'll still get on my phone and like thumb just goes there just like and my attention span was so much worse mm. like being online for class didn't help but it was all on me that the fact that i couldn't sit there for like five minutes and just focus on the class without having something in my hand or like checking for messages like no one texts me on that i'll get notifications from socials but like no one texts me, like, constantly, you yeah. know, which why I need to check it. But I found myself checking it. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, my text app, my WhatsApp, like, something, please. That's one really cool thing about our community is that
0: we're very self-aware people. And so, like, for the most part, it mm-hmm. seems like. And we keep each other accountable. And so I don't – and we really care about God. We really do. And so we have this eternal, like, you know, we're you know eternal eternal reward and eternal uh perspective yeah. on like everything we do and so i don't see it being like as big of a problem in our church as in other christian circles sure. which is like we're lucky for that mm-hmm. but what do you think the like do you do you think it has an effect on on us like the way that we see people and like social media how we interact with people like you can kind of know stuff about people without talking to them. Like, isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> so like,
1: yes, I think, yes, it is weird. It is weird. It's different. It's not completely natural because, and this is what I kind of, this was the takeaway that I got from the Social Dilemma, right? I realized this when I watched it. It was like having a phone, like that's not bad, thing like that. But having social media and constant communication we've figured out a way to talk to each other without talking to each other mm. you know god gave us mouths god gave us speech he spoke first noses. Right?
0: he gave us noses
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes he did <laughs> you know he gave us like like he invented our way of communication yeah, yeah. he wrote on the tablets all that stuff he didn't give us a phone you know he didn't text moses the 10 commandments you know we we've, we've created a way to communicate with each other and he snapchats Moses. He ah,
0: can't look at the face. screen.
1: Hey Moses, do you got your airdrop on? <laughs> like Moses, like he's like, turn the flash off. Yeah. But like, like it's an imperfect way to communicate. Like, one, because we made it, but because there's no nonverbals, there's so much other things that come into play, and so many things that don't come into play. Yeah. And so like that's a very broad statement. You know, I understand that. But like I think that's important to keep in mind is that nothing can replace the face-to-face communication mm-hmm. you know or at, like at the very least a phone call you know or a video call like as much close to the real thing as you can get is better so as, would mm-hmm. so would you say as long as you have like if you have the
0: the discipleship if you have people that meet in person and talk in person like we do
1: yeah
0: it the the social media is but a like a, a layer on top. It's like some icing or sprinkles or something like that. Like in the context of the community, yes. Like a Christian community, yes.
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: Like I can't, like it can be a net yeah. positive maybe if it you have be. the base of discipleship already. But if you're kind of like mainly knowing each other through a screen, it's probably yeah, it's not gonna
1: yeah, That's not gonna work. You know, like you need. It's like, which would you pick? You know, in person or like. This is like yeah. a, I feel like this is a statement on COVID, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> it like is boys and girls, <laughs> in person discipleship and community, or online discipleship and community. Yeah. like in person, it's more effective. Like that's it's real. Yeah, let's be honest you know? here. Like whichever one, there's like real and is fake, better. there's real and fake. Exactly. Like that is better. You know. So of course, the other thing is going to be the extra, mm. because this is the thing that gets the best results. Like you can stop it right there. That's what gets the best results. Right. You know. You don't take a class online and become a Christian. Like you could maybe like you can do it and believe it. You can read the Bible and believe and become a Christian. Right. Yeah. But like that in person, like Jesus worked in person, you know, he healed from distances sometimes, but he always worked faith and worked with someone's faith in person. And Snapchat.
2: (laughs) Winky Prattney, I think says it best. Uh, The same fire that can warm a house can also burn it down. Mm. And it ultimately comes down to the posture of our hearts. Why am I logging on to Snapchat? Why am I logging on to Instagram? A lot of my friends in my Kyofa circle like to flame me because I make TikToks. And <laughs> so honestly, <it's> <laughs> is it music TikToks? No. Uh, they're they're it's, like, they're, it's they're, Christian TikToks. Yeah, again. they're Christian okay. TikToks. And it's like, you know, if your heart's in the right spot, like me, it's like somebody needs to hear the gospel on this very toxic platform, then the fire warms the house. But if I'm doing it so I can see indecency, to say the least, Um, it's it's gonna burn down. Well, that's
0: my question though. Can you get on that app without seeing indecency?
2: I would say no. (laughs) Realistically speaking,
0: then then that's the question. Is like, what's more important? Like, like maybe, and you know, like I've been on that app before because I got I inherited a like large account from Ian Dow. And I just transferred it over to my name and stuff, and was it didn't work like I thought it would, because <laughs> he did like joke stuff, and then I just put podcast clips on there, and people were like, "When did I follow this guy?" It's um, like, we want Ian, yeah. <laughs>
2: Bring back
0: Ian, but it's like, man, it and and you could probably say the same thing about Instagram, right? Oh yeah, like the Discover page. Let's just stay away from that. Yeah,
1: I think Instagram is probably worse. You Instagram so? and everything that TikTok does is like the frosting on the Instagram cupcake. Like mm-hmm. we had funny videos. Honestly, you can see ev- like TikToks, Vines, tweets, anything on, on, on Instagram, Instagram, right? But like pictures, like it's a very, you're doing communications, right? Yeah. So you under, you've under you learned like- Photojournalism and- Like the way that you market and deliver a message through an image versus through a video. Right. And, and with sound or without sound, those are very different things. Yeah. You have to subliminally I don't even know how I pronounced that right. Like, put stuff in yeah. there. You know, like a TikTok, it's a lot, like a video, it's a lot of motion, a lot of things that you see. Music. But an image, like, it can sometimes you'll see just straight indecency, but other times it's provocative mm. without actually exposing everything, which can be worse for the person viewing it, you know, because it stimulates you more. You wonder, and your yeah. mind goes down that road. Well,
0: and, and for all of the guys out there, I know for a fact, like, you know the 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 feelings of lust do not just come out of nowhere all the time right it's like there's a triggering thing and we we're like oh man i can't believe i fell into that again you know like i've heard a lot of people um like talk about that. luckily i've been free from any of that for for a long time now which praise the lord um but but like just people that i've talked to and like trying to like disciple them through that it's like It's like, oh man, it just, you know, it just happens. I'm like,
2: well, what, what do you do before that? Well, I was on Instagram. I saw this
0: girl and you know, it's like, man.
2: So I guess just full circling back. If you have a burden and the Lord's put that on your heart, or if you know you have the strength to, uh, to go through that, um, it kind of ties back into what you were saying earlier. I saw a video about it and it changed my whole perspective. Y'all were talking about how God won't give you more than you can handle. Mm -hmm. Um, to the christian community listening if you have a presupposition on this verse i am so sorry that verse is talking about temptation because we think about it it's like he won't tempt us beyond we're able but peter was crucified upside down Mm. right Right. you know different (laughs) apostles were drawn and quartered that's more than they can handle sure sure so it's like he won't tempt us beyond that and when we rely on him is really when we can overcome it yeah yeah
0: Yeah, i i think i was mainly referring more to like he's not going to like he's not going to place a like obstacle in your way that he knows you can't overcome and grow from it. And so like, that's diff- I guess that's different than temptation. I don't know. But, uh, the question I have is far, as far as social media goes still, it's like, um, is it inherently amoral? Right? Like, like amoral or immoral? Amoral like is it just smack dab in the middle or does it lean one way or the other like as a technology besides anything on there as a technology and i used to be like okay it's, it's just technology but then if you think about it who are the creators of this technology what was their intentions with this technology and it's like does that does that make it a little less you know smack dab in the middle of not good not evil and does that make it a little bit more manipulative and and things like that? Like, I like, can a technology be inherently evil?
1: I would say. Oh, that's a that's a big question. I can't say, like, for sure, like, it is evil or it is good or I would probably go more on the line of it is amoral. Yeah, because I will say this, like, Facebook was not made It was made to connect people. It was made with the best intent. You can ask the founders of like Facebook, WhatsApp, several platforms. Like these guys made it with the intent to connect people, to bring them together, to share love, to share happiness. Like that's their founding statements. And that's honest. I believe that, you know. But I think at a certain point, the priorities shift. It's not necessarily what they want to do then when they made it, but Mm -hmm. it's what have they turned it into, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I don't know if I could say that technology is amoral without like what encompasses the technology. You know, the f- people running Facebook, when their revenue is their priority, and that comes from the ads and that comes from keeping you on the site, and then they have to think, okay, what's going to keep them on the site the longest? Right. Is it going to be like violence? Is it going to be provocative things? Is it going to be stuff that just makes you mad? Because that's true. The stuff that makes you angry. Is the stuff that gets more engagement. That's why they send you stuff that, like, it'll be a lot of stuff that you agree with. But then every so often, you're going to see something like, man, that's dumb. Like, this person, because that's the person you comment on. That's the person you send your stuff, that stuff, to someone else. It's like, man, look at this idiot, Mm. you know? They know that. You know what I do think is evil?
0: AirPods. (laughs) Bro, we were on campus yesterday, and we're trying to talk to people. Bro, those things are are from the straight from the devil though <laughs> like you, you cannot kill me and I have air pods no but like <laughs> think about it like what is what does the enemy want to do cut the cord yeah he no he <laughs> wait what will kill and destroy brother he wants to blind you he wants to he wants to close your ears mm. he wants to stop you from talking <laughs>
1: Like a, like, I've been around yeah. Jonathan and oh Josh too much. It's how, that's how they'll probably describe like communism and socialism, stuff, which is true, but like that's what it sounds like. Which,
0: Dude, you, you can't know. talk to people. They won't talk to you with those things on. That's true. I, I didn't know the
2: ground was that good looking. Like, seriously. <laughs> I know.
0: It's weird. No, yeah. It's really weird. People are sad. Like, that's that's a topic I want to kind of maybe transition true. to, is uh, people are like we're in a war Mm -hmm. like don't get it twisted like if you're a christian and you're not telling people about the gospel you're losing yeah you're a loser you really are like and i was like that and sometimes i am like that i i but i but every day i i i work and i pray to get a little bit more bold right because we have to give people hope we have to give them the light because if we don't they're never gonna get it. You yeah. know, there's these there's these kids on campus, every day, they are they don't know why they're living. They have no purpose. They have no life, and, and and we're just like, well, I gotta get to class. You know, and you walk right past them. And it's like, but you you say you love Jesus,
2: you know? It's like, what would
1: Jesus do in this situation? Uh, what would Jesus do, boy? Uh,
2: <laughs> I got the wristband. <laughs> Well, I even, I even heard it put a different way. Uh, it was either George McDonald or Francis Chan, but they are like, if we want to stay biblically, like we want to stay, we don't want to be heretics. Stop asking yourself, what would Jesus do? And start asking yourself, what, what did, did Jesus do? do? Like yeah. Jesus did embrace the outsider. Jesus did show love of all
1: else. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I'm almost certain it's C.S. Lewis who said this, uh, in mere christianity he's like we're not this isn't the home turf we're deep behind enemy lines we've been turned to god's kingdom you know it's not like we came in no no no. we were already here he came turned us back to him and so everyone else is still living this life right and we that is our mission is to subvert what the right. world says well and you you would probably say
0: That the most significant thing in your life, the thing that gives you the most peace, or or all peace, all hope, all joy, is your relationship with Jesus. 100%.
1: 100%. But someone told you about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that that was my parents. Like, they were the ones who, like, I will be thankful to my parents for a thousand and one things. But the number one thing is that they told me who God is. I was about to say was, is, you know, like that all else besides, like they could have left me on the street, could have done whatever. But if they had telling me what, who Jesus is and what he did for me, that fixed everything, you know, like I don't need anything else than that, than Jesus, Mm. you know, that was the biggest gift they could give me because he gave me a gift and they told me about
0: that well why not just like you know you 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 receive the holy spirit why not just chill in your house and stay away you know yeah why like bro you don't want to push your like
1: beliefs on someone bro oh mm, that's that phrase (laughs) there's a few phrases that like get me like riled up (laughs) that is one of them it's like don't push your beliefs on me like no like i believe it was an atheist who said this he was like if Mm. i believed in god i believe that all if i believe that all the, the christians do you know, and that Jesus is the only way to salvation, you know, like I would go and tell everyone because mm. it's like someone's laying on the train tracks. The train is coming. You're going to pull that person off. You don't care if they're like, but they, they want to stay on. They want to <laughs> stay. It's nice on the train. track. I don't care. <laughs> Bro, just get your snuggie. Be fine. It's like, like, man, I've set up camp here. I've been here for five years. I'll get off it in a minute. No, you're getting mm. off now. <laughs> yeah. Because the train's coming pretty fast. Yeah. right.
0: Yeah, and I I think, you know, that's a it's a great analogy. I think it has some flaws cuz we don't force it yeah. on anybody. Mm-hmm. So like there's not a really great one for one there.
1: Well, you can't force it, right? right. Like that's that is yeah, that's the thing. Well, it's kind
0: of like what you were saying earlier is like um we have to like we have to define things yeah. all the time now. We have to define what we mean by what we say cuz everybody has different meanings for words now. And it's like crazy. Like I was talking to, I think he's he's my friend now. I was talking to him on campus, but he believes in God. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't, he's not convinced that Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. And he's not convinced that like other religions don't have a way. Right? Oh, like all roads lead to yes. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. This idea that like, and basically I was walking him through. I'm like, well, okay. The, the Bible says that Jesus is, is the only way to the Father, right? The only way to salvation, right? And that that the God of Israel, the God of the Bible, is the only God. The one God, there's other spiritual beings, but he is the one true God. Yeah. And I was basically explaining to him, and he's a very logical guy. I loved having this conversation. And I was explaining to him, like, okay, explain to me how both there only being one God and there being multiple gods can be true at the same time. Like Trinity. He's asking you. Well, no, 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 no. Like, like how can, like they're actually like all these other religions actually have gods mm-hmm. that are the one true God or like there be, you know, the there's, I forget what it's called, but where the religion has multiple gods. Oh, like pantheistic yeah. think, or polytheistic. How can that be true and Christianity be true at the same time? It's impossible. Yeah. Like, but the, this idea nowadays is it's, oh well what's true to you isn't true to me well no that that's not true Uh. because like god is outside of our observations it's outside of our thought Mm -hmm. you know so it's like i think for for me at least i love talking to those kind of people because it's like i can break down each step away i'm like hey dude like you're already halfway there you (laughs) believe in god but let's think about this you know why do we believe in what we believe um but it was just, it was very interesting that like, you know, uh, he he kept saying some of the, the same things that I would have probably said in the past of like, you know, I, I believe in Jesus, but like, how do I trust every word of this Bible, right? It's been yeah. translated a million times. And I was like, well, actually... it it hasn't been you know like it's not like we go from one translation to another to another to another to another and then we finally get to the new living translation through million it's like we go back to the original the original we
1: retranslate from the original stuff every time
0: and it's just these these things that we take as truth propaganda that are uh that we we accept as truth because we've heard them oh well that oh it's just it's obvious that the Bible couldn't be accurate; it's been translated too much, and that's like they think that's a fact. It's not a fact. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm on, I'm on a,
1: my soapbox here. No, I mean that's <laughs> a valid like. I think that is something we see now. That's a conversation I've had with a lot of, with more people than I expected. You know, not a lot of people, but more than I expected. Is that like I have to? I feel the need to defend the Bible. Not like I feel the need, but that's the conversation I'm in. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not picking and choosing. The Bible makes sense. Yes. You read cover to cover and you actually look at what it's saying, you know, and what Jesus says about who he is and what the Old Testament, Mm. like how that connects. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. But if you only look at like 4% of it, no, it's not going to make sense. Or you're going to think that it's hypocritical.
0: Well, and this was was brought up. He was like, dude, I, I love the whole Bible, but like, I don't. I don't know why it has to have this fluff about, you know, you're not supposed to marry another man. I've had
1: that (laughs) exact conversation. What, What happened with your experience? So I had a, I had a friend, literally same thing. I was like, dude, like you say you're a Christian, but you don't, like, but th- but like, you don't believe in the Bible, but you don't. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> which you, is the founding like, document, I, you know, <laughs> like that's, it's, that's it. Like you can't say I'm a Christian, and but say, believed. but I think this part of the Bible is wrong,
0: bro. Yeah. If if you like, that's, that's what it comes down to. And it's like so important that we get that correct because if we don't believe in the integrity of these scriptures, then we might as well throw it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We really, we really ought to, you know, if if we don't believe in the integrity of the scriptures, I think most of the time, you know, I want mean, you to finish your story, but no, no. Uh, I think most of the time we like, we just listen to what people say, like, oh, slavery is okay in the Bible. I can't listen to the Bible. It's like, oh. dude, study a little bit more and, and tell
1: me what that actually meant, which mm-hmm. was endang- endangered exactly. servanthood, mm-hmm. you know? And like every seven years, you have the year of Jubilee. Like there's so much, like, okay, I guess. The, and this the, is just culture, it's a well,
0: documentation.
1: Exactly. It's not like. Like there's civil, telling you to civil do that, ceremonial, and yeah. then like worship. I forget the word that was used. It like three C's, but like the, the the analogy that comes to mind is like in the United States, murder is illegal. Right. But, oh, but we execute people. We have the death penalty. How is that not illegal? That's hypocritical. No, mm-hmm. because it's a different context. There are different things that led up to that. You know. So there was a different. There's a different outcome. Like if I kill you, yeah, I'm gonna go to jail, or I should go to jail because that was murder. But if I went to jail for murder and then the government executed me that's not murder that's capital punishment and whatever people feel about that that is in the Bible right you know that's what the Bible says and that's in United States law that's what I'm talking about like that's not hypocritical right and that's what people say with the Bible it's like oh this is hypocritical this is ha-. no because you're not reading it for what it is you're reading it for what you want it to be
0: yeah I think I think one of the the things that helped my faith so like i think there's there's certain stage you 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 accept like okay jesus was real he died for me and i want to follow him and you pray and you're serious about it and you invite god to lead you you ask him to give you faith you ask him to to walk you down this path it's just like this very this encounter that you have in, in a moment with the creator of the universe but then as you progress you test your faith, and it's very healthy. Test your faith. You're like, oh, I don't, that seems weird. Let me f- really, like, man, I don't know about that. Let me yeah. really try to figure this out, and or like, oh, well, that that kind of doesn't make sense. Like, why would it be like th- that way, or mm-hmm. or but this scientific thing that this guy says seems right. And I would say it's very healthy to test those things and figure out, really figure out logically or or however you want to do it. Yeah why you believe what you believe i mean that's i mean paul encourages that right he's like always be able to give a defense for the hope that you have within and uh one of the biggest things that helped my faith like Mm -hmm. right so increased my trust in jesus right Mm -hmm. i i had an initial encounter an initial faith and baptism in the holy spirit but but when i started to really learn about who god is And I really learned the dynamics and the the worldview of this book, and things just started to make sense. Listening to Robbie Zacharias, apologetics, and understanding the historical context of of Jesus as a person, and how like very accurate, you know, atheistic historians will tell you that the person of Jesus was a real person, right? They don't believe he's God, but they said, "Oh, the apostles actually." believed because they wouldn't have died for it
1: exactly that's i love that argument for it because no other like like you can't anyways there's nothing even to say that like yeah they would they died for it they did die for it you don't die for something you know was a lie oh and he died too yeah (laughs) you know like he died for you know what everything that he did like that is a historical fact like it's the the three things it's like a lunatic
0: liar or lord yeah right yeah it's like he's either god he's either a lunatic or he's alive there's no good moral teacher he yeah. claimed to be god there's no if you, <laughs> you uh, know he, the case for christ we believe he was god but,
1: but the case for christ, yeah. that's exactly the point the case for Christ by Lee strobel right love i love that book so much because he he makes sure to say at the very end he's like you know i've come to christ because i looked at the facts and if you read the bible like you can be an atheist or a Muslim or a Hindu or whatever hmm. And you read the Bible cover to cover. If you actually read it properly, then you would understand that there is two conclusions that you can come to. Mm -hmm. He's either a liar, which means he's a lunatic, or he is Lord. Mm -hmm. He did not leave. Because the same guy who said, go and love your neighbor as yourself, is the same guy who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, who said that and like changed. Like in Jewish culture, that's like such a huge thing. You know, for him to say that, you have to be crazy or a liar. And he said, I am. He said, I, yeah. He he literally claimed to be God.
0: For people that don't get that in Jewish culture, if you said, I am, you're literally saying, I'm God.
1: Yeah. like That's That's what God said. That's who God said he is, right? Like that. And that's why I love like the chosen to show because it shows you exactly how much of like a splash in the pond, I guess, for lack of a better, better phrase, Jesus made when he walked and did the things and said the things that he said because those were not i used to read and be like okay he's saying this and i kind of get what's happening but like if someone was to walk through that door and say i am god i would look at them so sideways yeah. times that by 10 that's what they were thinking well there's like i i've encountered so many people that say well
0: dude i've never talked to a christian like you and, and they're like yeah most christians come up and they say well just believe you know just <laughs> believe and And, you know, I believe, you know, they could be genuine. Maybe they're early Christians and they should be talking to people about God and and Jesus. And they probably have a a good impact. Um, But, like, if you're going to believe in something, like, if you're going to base your life off of a certain belief system, probably should make sense. Yeah. Like, this is your life belief system, you know? It's like, let's think about it a little bit. Does it make sense? You know,
1: I think that's like the, and that's yeah. looked down upon in the Christian community for some reason, or it has been like looking at the Bible. Like, does this make sense? Logically? And ha- Yeah. No, 100%. Like, I can't speak from personal experience, yeah. but that I think, I think in general, what we see now, what I, I've seen now is that whether Christian or not Christian, that thinking, that critical thinking of this is what I believe. This is why I believe it. And does it make sense? you know Mm -hmm. like if an atheist came up to me like who loves evolution believes in the fossil record all that stuff the fact that they know and that's their basis i have automatically more respect for them than someone who's like well why should there be a god or what like why do you like You doesn't know anything you know because if you really believe something or you care about your life you're going to actually analyze and dive into like what is this why am i here what you know like what do i believe why do i believe that you know yeah. if you've asked that question and you actually took it seriously to me in my book that's at least better because you've tried
0: right you know? i love the objective moral argument so there's like a bunch of different things that like can increase your faith you know, like look at the history you look at the prophecy yeah you look at you know uh, the apologetic side and that includes moral arguments but it's like michael weidman was on here yeah and i'm lucky to be his friend like he's a really great guy like anointed and um just walks in leadership really well you know uh he he, like i i feel comfortable like following him you know which is like cool to be like man i trust this man you know Mm -hmm.
1: um and he was talking about uh what was i talking about <laughs> michael Wideman. you were talking about like apologetics and prophecy and like the different things to grow your faith yeah like I, I don't
0: remember what i was saying he probably mentioned this but the uh oh yeah so people will claim to be an evolutionist yeah but they don't live their lives according to that belief so there's there's this hypocrisy within their own life mm-hmm. where it's like oh i believe i'm an evolutionist but i also believe we should take care of grandma's you yeah. know why take care? You know, or Next like selection, bro. Exactly, <laughs> and they don't they don't live to survival of the fittest. You know, yeah, and that's because the the what the Bible says is that everyone has like this God given morality embedded into who they are mm-hmm. as a human. Now, when we get the Holy Spirit, we we kind of we break off from our own selfishness and all this other stuff, but. Like, we inherently know that there's a right and wrong. And, like, <laughs> for instance, you know I should not hate you for your skin color. Yeah, Atheists will say the same thing. But why is that the case?
1: Like, the common truth.
0: Yeah, so what yeah. what makes that wrong to the atheistic thinker? If we're all just, you know, random stardust yeah. that just formulated from a an explosion and all of these things just happen randomly. There's no purpose, no point. What makes that wrong?
1: It's really that 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 foundation for morality. Like you don't see because it's like, okay, if I'm an evolutionist, I'm an atheist, my what is my goal as a human being? To what help the next guy? Why? Like why do I do what I do? Mm. You know? Like, okay, because we want humanity to evolve. Well, then that means the natural outcome of evolution, like in that natural selection mindset, is that you call the weak, right? Mm. You don't give to charity. You don't help the mentally ill, the physically disabled, because you don't want those bad genes to pass on. There are genetic diseases. If you fully believe in that, that's what that comes to. No one just mm. really wants to get there. No one will, at at the very least, they won't think that far. At the very most, they won't say that much. But that's where it leads you. Mm. You can't, like we're saying, if you dive into the Bible, you understand who Jesus is and what he said he is. Yeah. You know, if you dive into evolution and all these different, like, mindsets and platforms, right? That's the conclusions you come to. Yeah.
0: And I think, like, I want to clarify something since we're mostly talking to Christians here is, is, you know, these things are true, but we have to understand that there's spiritual warfare behind all of these things that we see in the in the natural, right? Mm-hmm. There is this behind-the-scenes battle going on within people's lives and a veil of deception over people's eyes from seeing the truth. And sometimes for people that have had the Holy Spirit most of their lives it's hard to understand it's like oh why, why don't you see that yeah you know yeah and because i i remember i had to learn that everybody didn't see things in that same way through the lens mm-hmm. of the spirit or have that discernment yeah you know and uh and so these things may be true but it's it's caused by being deceived right by ourselves and the devil and so we allow the devil to deceive us because we want to worship ourselves yeah and so we don't allow like even if it we allow us to we allow ourselves to live in an illogical framework of life okay. an illogical worldview
1: yeah you'd rather live a comfortable lie than in an uncomfortable truth right no I think that's that's why like you people know like no one goes and says like man, I've been on Instagram all day. I feel know. great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like no one, no one is willing, not no one, rather but a lot of people, they know that like Instagram and social media is not, at some level, they know that it's not it. You yeah. know, they know this is not the fullest extent of the human experience or the human purpose. What's crazy is even so like there's, there's the part where you're like
0: on Instagram yeah. and you're looking at someone's stuff and you're spending your time doing that. And then there's the other part of it where it interrupts natural human experience and living in the present moment where where like God is only in the present moment. Like we connect with God right now. Mm-hmm. Not before, not in the future. And what we do, and I'm not saying it's always bad cuz I do it, right? But we pull out this thing and then we interrupt the purity of whatever we're doing now it can be used to enhance that or send a message but a lot of the times it's like people will go places and do things and i'm not i'm trying not to be on this social media soapbox but it's a big deal no it totally it's a is. big deal though though it it like it has seeped into real life right in a way it changes the way we do things yeah i was
1: i think i was watching uh i think his name is david marvin from the Porch. Mm. Mm. um i love that that I don't I don't know if Jonathan Palcutto podcast you I don't know he named too much Jonathan Palcutto was the the previous guy? Yeah, he moved to oh, yeah. Waco. Yeah. Okay. Um but he was like he opened up he's I love David Martin dude he's so funny. But like he he's like dude, when did people start taking pictures of their food? Like that like if I'm <laughs> having a meal with you guys and I take a picture of my food, like that interrupts something. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, we see it commonly now, but really think about that. Like if Judas or James took a picture of the Last Supper, huh. it probably, Jesus would not be very happy. <laughs> well, and, yes. and in our community, bro,
0: we ever, like Josh, me, every, like if yeah. we're at company and like someone pulls out their phone and they're like, we'd be like, you get, get flamed so hard. Bro, put your phone so down. <laughs> and that's not
1: to say the food is good. Yeah. There's always good food at their house, but like that's, I don't we're not there for the food, we're there for each other. You know
0: what's funny is I was actually talking to my doctor about this. So my doctor, she's a really big Christ follower. Okay. And she's very smart, mm-hmm. very, very intelligent. She's a really good doctor, like functional medicine doctor, understands like uh biochemistry, like all of that. Oh wow. And uh she was talking about that exact thing because she hasn't had a Facebook since two thousand nine. Yeah, she just deleted it. She didn't in two thousand nine. She deleted it, yeah. and she's like an older. She's you know, ahead of the curve. She's like a mom, all that stuff, yeah. and like you know, we got mom's it was like her generation really addicted to Facebook. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. And she? She deleted it a long time ago, but she was talking about taking pictures of food.
1: Mm.
0: And she's like, what the heck? Like, if I. Like just like I like took my plate around like back before there was like Inst- Instagram or whatever. I just I was like, "Hey, look, look you know, like look <laughs> that at would be so here. weird." In yeah. the same way that it's weird, it'd be so weird if you came into my house and I showed you this whole wall and this like this uh this like timeline or, or whatever. I was like, "Hey, look at this shrine of myself. Isn't yeah. it nice?"
1: It's like look, look at The me. lighting
0: was good in this one. Yeah, that and there's no filter on that one.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, like I, <laughs> I think like, and it's just all you. Bro. It's so it is very. It's weird. It's weird. Yes, That's just no sugar cone It is weird. Like
0: let's just be mindful of that, because whether or not it's like inherently bad, it's making us do some weird things. Like there's there's ne- <laughs> there's never another time in history where you just have <laughs> it's Max out cracking know. up where you have personal shrines of yourself. I couldn't. <laughs> like,
1: like, why yeah. do we do that?
0: I I mean, I get it. I get it. People want to see you. Like, if I posted a picture, like I used to post pictures of other my like, people in my life, because I was like, I'm gonna stop posting pictures about myself. I'm gonna start posting pictures about. People in my life and writing descriptions about them. I started doing that. Sure. Those get significantly less likes because people don't follow you to see your friends. Yeah. Uh, to be honest,
1: they don't, they want to see you. <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll follow your friends to see your friends, but it's like, I think there is, and this is a distinction in my mind. At least it's like, I have a catering company mm. and I want to show people what I like. That's the purpose of my Instagram is to show people what I can do so they can hire me. You know, what is the purpose of, Behind my Instagram, full of self. Like you can, let me be real. You can tell a lot about a person, guy or girl, based on how many other pictures are selfies. Like, that's... I'm not roasted, wrong there. Roasted. You know, <laughs> like, like how many are selfies? How many group oh my shots? Gosh. Like, if oh my, gosh. it's getting <laughs> spicy, going in, dude. It's like, getting so spicy. Keep you know, it coming, bro. Or like, are they? anything like there's this one guy i haven't snapped i don't know why i should honestly like unadd this guy because i don't talk to him i haven't talked to him in years this dude smells sp- sells weed <laughs> okay. i thought you were gonna say this dude smells <laughs> horrible <laughs> i was like bro is that a new feature or what <laughs> <laughs> no, a new no 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 but he sells weed and like I, this is 95 percent of what his post uh, was post on snapchat are about It's either he's selling weed, he's getting his bag, which means selling weed or drugs, or his heart's broken. Hmm. Usually by the same girl for like the last two years. Just the, you know, like it's that is what his pro I don't know why he says all that, (laughs) but you know, like probably because
0: that has replaced human connection for him.
1: Yeah. Especially
0: if you're smoking weed, it's like that's naturally isolating. You don't really want to talk to people. You're like, I can just do this, I feel good. That's my replacement, but it's not.
1: And like, that's the outlet for a lot of people. Like, social media is either the way that they meet people, or it's a lot of people, it's the way that they like express themselves. Like, you either get stuff in or you push stuff out. That's Mm. a really weird way to say it, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, like, yeah, like he, like, personally, personally,
0: yeah, I, I don't look at a lot of people's things on instagram like i'll probably stay on there looking at like a couple of people i'm like i actually am happy they put like the stories you care about most yeah. up front but like i mostly just put stuff for other people mm-hmm. which i don't know if that's good or bad no it's,
1: you just don't consume as much as you put out that's, because that's i get convicted
0: bro like
2: fast really
1: i get convicted fast i'm like why am i doing this that was... I'm wasting yeah. my time. It's like when you look at... I, I set app timers and that helped me bring down my social media use a huge yes. amount because I went from like... I think at worst, it would be sometimes like four hours a day yeah. on on one app, you know? Right. And it'd be like, I can see how many times I unlock my phone, how many notifications, whatever. But once I put in a timer, I was like, okay, let's bring it down to from four hours. Let's bring it down to at least three and we're going to work our way down. And then like two hours, then one hour. Yeah. And now like... If I'm on it, I get off it so much faster just because I'm subconsciously aware of how much timing I'm spending.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know? I, I, I have a timer on Instagram and Facebook. I only allot myself an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can like press the 15 more minutes. Yeah. But it like, it's, you're like, oh, you know, if that you press guilt. it, you're just like, okay, like I got to get off of this. Mm. <laughs> And if you hit it again, you're like, man, I must, something must really be wrong today. Yeah, <laughs> you press it
1: three times. And then you can see, like, I can look back. I'm like, okay, Thursday, I spent 15 minutes. Friday, I spent an hour. Saturday, I spent two hours. When my my timers, only one hour. You know, like, I yeah. can kind of look at myself in that way, which I, I'm thankful for technology to be able to do that. You know? Yeah, I, lo- I
0: love what you were saying. I kind of want to just get back to this point. I mean, maybe we shouldn't. But, like... The, the, what you're saying you can tell like you really can tell a lot about a person
1: by like what they put on these things like those guys or girls like if you post like yourself right that's one thing if you post your friends like i don't think that's wrong or suggest yeah. anything like you're posting your friends you love your friends sure if you post like we all know that that one person who posts like really weird quotes and like i'm so lonely or maybe maybe it's just me but I, like sometimes this is I, why i don't look at it <laughs> i'm really glad <laughs> like, you weren't talking about like c.s lewis or something no, 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 no. <laughs> but like like there's max was like hey man <laughs> i hurt my feelings bro <laughs> but they use that as the outlet like they don't have any like you said like there's that they replaced human connection with social media or the internet or online friends and that is how they that's the only way they know how to express themselves emotionally They don't go to God in prayer. They don't go to people for advice or for, you know, like if I am upset, first person I talk to is God. Second person I talk to is my roommate. Like we've been roommates for a long time. You know, I knew him in high school. Like we're very, we're best friends, you know? So like that is where he's where I go to. God is where I go to. I don't go to Instagram and say like, guys, my girlfriend just broke up with me. I'm so sad. You know, like that. Yeah, that's no, that's not natural. That's not how it should be. Weird, dude weird. So Eli Stewart, our
2: pastor, Mountain Valley Fellowship, and College Station. Everybody should pull up. Uh, he was telling our leadership training class one time.
0: Bro, you're leading the globalist here, man. The I'm what? Just joking. <laughs>
2: I don't even know how to spell globalist, bro. Um, no, I forgot what the context was, but it definitely applies here. He likes to whitewater raft, and yeah. that stuff is pretty dangerous. That's and, like, sweet. It capsizes a lot. Uh, he said the trick is. When you're underwater with your raft, you look where you want to go. So where your eye goes, you will go. Mm. So this, I mean, social media, like where your eyes go, you will go. And tying back to what we were talking about earlier, um, Andrew, and I was talking about fasting, like if you recognize that, you know, oh, I hit the timer three times, I should definitely take a fast. You are just starving yourself if you don't use that time instead with God. Like you're just putting yourself through a self-help program unless you're substituting it with what matters. Cause otherwise something else, if it's not Instagram and Snapchat, if it's not Snapchat, it's Facebook or it's, mm. you know,
1: all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, yeah, that's, that's totally true. Like something, something's always controlling your life, whether it's you, God, or both, or it's your social media or it's your friends or life's just happening to you. That's my dad loves to say I mean, that's that. what this book says. Mm-hmm.
0: It says, you, uh, you're the slave to sin. Or yeah. you're a slave to god yeah there's
1: no there's always you're always a slave to something right, right. like it really there's always some thing or someone controlling your life it's like what other people yeah. your pride oh this, yeah you know like there's always like these are not godly relationships where it's like you see the guy or the girl like no matter what the other person does they will always go back to them or they will always mm. you know like oh, i gotta text them back like why you know like mm. yes you should it's a relationship but you don't have to text them back this second or like be so on edge about something right. don't be know. a simp
2: just don't be a simp bro
0: dude Please, i didn't even know i didn't, i right honestly there. didn't even know what that word was until i met you
1: <laughs> oh, that sounded Dang. like a diss but it's not <laughs> i mean <laughs> like, i'm nice. honored and humbled at the same time <laughs> But like some someone something is always running your life, and you want it to be God. You want to be in control of your life, like you know, to some extent. Yeah. But like, something is is running your life.
0: I, I'm about to drop a bomb. Ooh. Max being single for for anybody.
1: <laughs> for... <laughs> oh.
0: Max is single, ladies and gentlemen, it's and he's sick. a very good-looking guy. <laughs> he I, is. I. Uh, he's
1: got a nice smile, good glasses.
0: I can't believe he's single. I was telling him this the other day, like no lie, wasn't I, Max? I was like, bro, like, dude, you
1: are mm. If any ladies Something from San else. Antonio, Texas. San Antonio or, or College podcast, Station.
0: Come that on. is true. Come on, ladies, you know. Godly women only. So <laughs> we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, what, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh well, I'm about to drop a rail, bomb. Bro. Okay, so yes. how many people listening or watching check their phone first thing in the morning? the first thing you do is wake up grab look i know that was me at one time uh and it's like you know especially if you leave your phone by your bed it's always like kind of a temptation yeah you know to do that in the morning but like i always think of like the seek first the kingdom thing yeah you know it's like man it that's where i really get convicted if i touch my phone first thing in the morning instead of praying Mm-hmm. Instead of seeking the Lord, whether if I if I'm still in bed like and I'm awake, I'm gonna like first thing I do is pray. Oh, that's good. And if I don't, something's wrong. You'll get convicted on that. Very yeah. Fast well, not even you're just convicted. It. It's like affects the rest of my day. Yeah. You
1: know. I think like I have like timers, and Boom, I have a focus. <laughs> Hell no, that's a very good point because that's such like. Any Anyone listening who's like listened to a message by Matt Carpenter, this is like preaching to the choir. Yeah. Matt Carpenter always comes in and everyone does social media fast, you know, mm-hmm. just say that. But like, I have a focus mode on my phone, so I can tell certain apps at this time, from this time to this time, you're not, you can't, I can't open it, I can't get notifications from it, whatever. Really? You know, so I have it, I used to set it for like, okay, like 11 o'clock till I wake up like six o'clock. So I do it at six o'clock. And then more recently, like the last couple months, I was like, you know, I'm on my phone first thing in the morning. So, but I use my phone for my alarm. It has been tried and tested. I cannot wake up with an alarm <laughs> clock. So, I have it set for like seven, or when I know I have to be in the shower. Is it because the alarm clock just doesn't go off? No, alarm clock goes off. I hit just snooze. Hit I hit like I hit off, or I like I need several. Wait, alarms. so
0: do you set a million timers on your phone? Oh, or a for
1: <laughs> when I w- it's like three or four you know like 15 minutes apart waking up is like a whole process (laughs) but i've gotten good at
0: like my body waking me up i need that yeah i (laughs) used to not be able to do that but i got used to it like Mm -hmm. especially if a light comes in my room i'm there's no way i'm
1: gonna be asleep oh because you you're so used that's a that's a message in itself is like what you Mm -hmm. get used to you know is like if you train your body and your mind a certain way, you will know when something's wrong. Yeah, that's
0: honestly, I've been hearing this a lot from people lately. I can't. Or I'm just this way. Or I just, you know, that's just not who I am. Yeah. I'm just not a morning person. I'm just not this. I'm like, right, you, you're going you're gonna to have a spiritual body one day and you're going to be higher than angels in ability. I thought not know. And you're saying I can't I can't wake up at 6 a.m. <laughs> like like you're not giving yourself enough credit. You're capable. You know, you're capable.
1: So not even like I think it's just that and this I'm I'm not saying I'm like absolved of this either. Yeah. Like because I do that from time to time. I'm like, man, I'm just not a morning person. But then I catch myself I'm like Okay, so I'm not a morning person. I'm not a right after lunch person. I'm not a Saturday morning per- Like, you know, like it just builds and builds and builds. And the stuff that I, I realized like, okay, I got to shut up. Like, if I keep <laughs> saying I'm not a morning person, I will never be a morning person. Yeah. You know, or like
0: Mr. Brian over here. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> we we have a live voice. audience
1: today. Like, we
0: do. it's awesome. Brian Lowe in the building. He did comment on the last one too. Really great question you want to go back and watch that it's with um jonathan bryce uh i was talking to brian just a few days ago and i think it was like two days ago maybe talking about fasting so i do like fast every day i do intermittent fast okay. so That's i probably right. eat one or two meals because he was asking me we are we failed at this tremendously Close. but we we're gonna do like a plant-based kind of fast to where we only eat plants for like three months and we, I I messed up first and then, you know, Ryan got sick and,
1: anyway. That that explains the... The, v, the, the vegetarian yes, thing. Yeah. I was so confused but that makes a much more sense.
2: To all my College Station listeners, um, Denny's on Texas, not the move. Oh. Sorry. Bro, just stop trying to... No, he got, he got... Just stop trying to... He got food max. poisoning, brother. <laughs> I was sitting with a bunch of dudes. He got food poisoning. So, if you love yourself and you love Jesus, you won't do it. <laughs>
1: i like denny's <laughs> but i live by an ihop so you know yeah.
2: not to put brian on blast but something i didn't
0: notice when i was like i was like yeah only and he's like oh, i can't do that i'm a snacker i snack throughout the day i need the, propaganda I need, I need it and i'm like Brew. the human body is great and you, you for for your credit you did like say oh well i you know if i did it regularly i could probably yeah do it but like we're capable of a lot, of of a lot that. more than like i pay. need three meals a day that's that's Bro, I can't eat three meals a day. If I, if you see me eating three meals a day, I'm gonna be sick. Oof. You know, I, I just I'm not I'm not gonna be able to operate. Yeah. Who eats three meals a day in college?
1: That is very true, actually.
0: <laughs> Max is like, what up? And like okay. so many like people, how do you have time for that? You skip breakfast. I skip breakfast. I skip breakfast, sometimes. breakfast every day.
1: Almost. I like breakfast food though.
0: I didn't skip breakfast today. We were in Austin, so oh, yeah. and and Josh made some killer eggs and bacon. <sighs> <laughs> Man. Brian's looking at me. He's like, "Plant based." <laughs> it's over at it. this point. So it's did flag. that
1: include eggs?
0: Uh, I think we allowed eggs, right? Yeah, yeah
1: we allowed eggs. Okay, so I was like, "Protein—that's hard to get without beans, bro." Eggs. Okay, <laughs> if you, Aiden, you know Aiden. Yeah, he's—he was telling me like Aiden. there are certain proteins you can get from plants, mm. certain proteins you can't yeah, get. What he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Dude, okay, here's
0: the thing. Personal testimony. May not work for everybody, but I did plant based for the first time for three months. Like, and I, I've been doing it a lot like I do mostly plant based if I can. But when I first did it, did it for three months and I went to the doctor, got blood work, and they're like, Are you on steroids? <laughs> Your testosterone is through the roof. I'm just saying No. I'm just saying, you don't need red meat for that.
1: Ladies, baby, Collins is
0: single too. (laughs) (laughs) Even though though I do like some venison, let me read this. I I thought this was very uh, intriguing. Ryan gave it to me. It says If if God has called you to be really like Jesus, he will, (laughs) great transition, right? He will draw you into a life of crucifixion and humility god's call will put such demands of obedience on you that you will not be able to follow other people or measure yourself by other christians at times he will let other people do things which he will not let you do other christians who seem very religious will push themselves pull wires and work schemes to carry out their plans you cannot And if you attempt it, you will meet with failure and rebuke from the Lord. Others may boast of themselves, of their work, of their successes, but the Holy Spirit will not allow you to do any such thing. If you begin it, he will lead you to despise yourself and all your good works. Others may be allowed to succeed in making money or to have a legacy left of to them but it is likely God will keep you poor. God wants you to have something far better than gold, namely a helpless dependence upon him that he may demonstrate his faithfulness, his faithful love for you and supply your needs day by day. God may let others be honored and be put forward and keep you hidden in obscurity in order to produce Some fragrant fruit for his coming glory, which can only be produced in the shade. He may let others be great, but keep you small. He may let others do a work for him and get credit for it now. The reward for your work is held in the hands of Jesus, and you will not see it until he comes. The Holy Spirit will put a strict watch over you with a jealous love. He will rebuke you. For the little words and the feelings or for wasting your time. So, so make up your mind that God is an infinite sovereign and has a right to do as he pleases. He does not owe you an explanation of these mysteries. But if you give yourself to, his, to be his child, he will wrap you up in a jealous love and give you the precious blessings for those who belong heart and soul to him settle it forever then you are to deal directly with the holy spirit it is his option to tie your tongue or chain your hands or close your eyes in ways that he does not seem to do with others and when you are so possessed by the living god that your heart delights over the particular personal private jealous Guardianship and management of the Holy Spirit over your life, you have found the vestibule of heaven.
1: That's pretty, (laughs) that was a lot. That was. What do you take from that? It's like, just soak it in, verse. Yeah, I have to like. I kept, I was like, man, that's like really long because I was. A lot of points made. God doesn't know it's an explanation like that's not that shouldn't be on our minds Mm. like it's it's human unfortunately like we do that a lot to say like why is this happening to me but that's not an answer that we're guaranteed Mm. you know that's not an answer we should even be looking for the why doesn't necessarily matter unless it helps us like later on you know yeah but it's just okay like what next yeah
0: yeah i i the the thing that really gets me here is the uh, the jealous love part, because that kind of ties it all in together. Because if you think about it, if you were married, had a wife, you'd want her to spend a significant amount of time like focused on you. Yeah, and like you know, when God has jealous love for us, and we're wrapped up in His jealous love, and we're acceptant of His management and personal particular personal private jealous guardianship and management of the Holy Spirit it's like of course we can't do the thing things other people do because we are taking gods. our time yeah. yeah
1: no like that yeah I was thinking about this today um because I was like we're going on the podcast I have no idea what we're gonna talk <laughs> right. about that's like I'm gonna get my mind on God mm. and it I I it was funny that it was a marriage context that you brought that up in because I was like, okay, God. Because you're looking for a wife, man. I'm 20 <laughs> years old. <laughs> let's let's be. We're clear. just roasting man, each other. trying to set everybody no, up. No, you, you are, bro. Man. I heard you. Three dude. single guys on podcast. I heard you too, bro. And two of them, at least, are looking for ladies. Max. Why Why
0: are we roasting each other so much? Make
1: that one. <laughs> Baby, no,
0: he's like, make that one, me. I'm dating (laughs) Jesus, bro. He's like, I'm the
1: only He's like, make that one, it's all mine. So, so God made the world, right? And He gave us the world to Adam and Eve to do as they wish, yeah. And in Revelation, it talks about the church being the bride of Christ. And the the connection, like, kind of that I drew was the way I've heard like a healthy marriage, like with, with gender roles to that extent, is husband leads the family you know and the wife is the manages the family Mm. like the leader and a manager they're not in a hierarchy but they're in different roles and so that's what like revelation that's not a new concept of necessarily of being the bride of christ like you know that kind of relationship because when god made the world he led it he leads it you know Mm. like this was his creation and he leaves it to us to to manage mm. and to he let adam name everything to see what he would do, he like he's like here's this world, here you are, go nuts. Mm. Lit- that honestly, he said, okay, don't eat from this tree. What else was there? Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like tend to the garden, and if Adam was tending to the garden, his wife probably wouldn't have eaten from the one tree. They shouldn't have, right? Mm. Like that that role he wasn't faithful in. Passive male. Come on now,
2: <laughs> yo, there is like a, yeah. actually a lot in that chapter of genesis a lot of people don't Dude, necessarily. don't so, skip over that no okay so well <laughs> i fact. mean well like, yes people read it so like oh just no, no i mean like okay there is yeah, yeah. like the the fall but it goes even deeper like when we look at you know the bible and it talks about marriage roles right if we look at it the role kind of was kind of flipped from what we know today eve was making the shots when she said oh here eat from this tree oh here look what i found and adam was being passive. Like, I don't know about Uh, me. Like my natural tendency as a guy is just to want to kick back with the boys. Right. But like, so God said, Oh, we need work here. So Adam, since you struggle with kicking back with the boys, (laughs) I'm going to make, I'm going to make it your role to lead the family. I'm going to make Eve your role to inspire the family. It's kind Mm. of like poetic in a sense. Does that, did I explain that well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like he punished because it was a punishment, you know, he punished according to what they failed in, I think, is what you're saying, hmm. and that's true.
0: We're we're like there's there's a lot wrapped up in Genesis in the sense of the struggles have never changed. In all of human history, we still have the same struggles. You know what people say when they're like. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's because of Adam. They're like, well, actually, it was the woman. And then you're like, then you look in Genesis and you see, oh, what was the first thing Adam did?
2: Blamed it on his wife. All I'm saying is the <laughs> first time a woman chose where to eat for dinner, oh, well, it doomed it. all <laughs> of humanity. No, that's why, no, that's why that we before. don't let him talk to him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh boy! Next time have a girl on the podcast, it can be very interesting. <laughs>
0: Dude, we love women on here. We do, and that's why I have them on. They're very one of our most viewed podcasts. Was a woman, a very awesome woman. of God. She's now engaged. Shout out, Not really, really. Maddie Weir. Shout oh. out, Maddie Weir. Yeah. Oh, nice. She, she's engaged. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: max is all right where do we go from here i don't know uh when we were talking before we started you were kind of talking about senior christianity and junior christianity i'm not quite sure i like that wording i would say I would word it personally, and that's why I'm bringing it up to talk about it with. That's because you're a weenie hut junior. <laughs> like, who was it? Oh, I've got his name, the National Kyle Chi- Alpha Director. He was like, and that's when Martin. I found out I was a weenie Christian. <laughs> yeah. No, Scott Martin. Yeah. Weenie. <laughs> no, but I would say true Christianity, aka discipleship and Christianity. Like I, I've kind of been thinking about this recently, and I made a, a TikTok about it. Sorry, guys. Um, And I actually got a lot of like, discussion on it the way i said it is there are too many christians in the world i know it's a very bold statement and i say it to get someone's attention and so ideally there shouldn't have to be a distinction between christianity and discipleship but the fact of the matter is that there is one right you know if i if i go to northgate right now i'll see a bunch of these bad boys right you know there there will be people people at the bar districts that go to church the following morning and those aren't disciples, you know, disciples, yeah. they love, they, you know, they count the cost. <coughs> Rioda, Pastor Riota from uh, UTA Chi Alpha gave a really good sermon on that. The Four Marks of a Disciple. You should check it out, but yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: So is it senior Christianity or is it discipleship? Mm. I, I think, I understand, I think I understand the, the confusion or the issue with the terminology. Paul writes, we can bring it back to the juniors. The always get mad about being juniors. <laughs> hey, me, <laughs> junior, I, I'm thinking junior in college, man. That's where my mind goes. But Paul writes to. I'm really bad at the references, but he talks about Max. <laughs> 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 but he he writes about like when you're in the faith, you're an infant. You drink the milk, and then when you get older. Like in your faith, you drink the solid food, and Mm -hmm. he basically is roasting a church. He's like, You drink the solid food, you you eat and drink right the solid food and water. He's basically roasting a church. I put all of
0: my food into mm -hmm. a uh, you know, food food processor, and then as you drink it, it's a smoothie, bro.
1: I almost believed you for a second. (laughs) I really did. I was like, So, milk doctrine, yeah, 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 so, so he's roasting a church, like, he legit, he's like, You guys are still drinking milk when you should be. Eating solid food and teaching the word. That's mm. the point he's making. He's like, kids are still on day one. You should be on year five. Right. You know, you've known this, you've been hearing this for plenty of time. You know, that's I think what I mean is like junior and senior Christianities. There's some people who and that's not bad, like we're newer in the faith, yeah. we're new in it, newer and maturity-wise, that you know, like I Like you can't listen to secular music without your mind going to this thing or that thing or going online and stuff like that. So you set those boundaries, those parameters around yourself, you know, but if you're like when you're when you reach that maturity in your Christian walk with God, you don't necessarily. You might still do that just out of habit, but you don't need to like, Mm. you know, like I don't have an addictive personality. Now I'm not going to go drink or do whatever. Right. But I know that like if I drink one sip of beer, I'm not going to drink three more. Yeah. You know, I because I know my personality. Now that might not be true for other things, but that's the distinction I make yeah. between junior and senior. Well, like uh,
0: to those who have more will be given, and to those who lack, even what they
1: have will be taken away.
0: You know that scripture.
1: I do. I'm just like that was the one. That's one of the few verses that I'm like. I'm still trying to understand what he's talking about. He's talking about if you want more of God, you will get more of God.
0: Oh. Mm -hmm. if you have the light you're going to get more light if you're living out of a place of lack you're going to lose what you even have because
1: you're trying to hold on to it like oh like where your heart's at and okay I see what you're saying because on paper it looks like those who have more will be given to those who don't it will be taken away so I was like market (laughs) capitalism that's yeah (laughs) but inverse capital or inverse (laughs) communism (laughs) But no, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like if the the talents, right? The guy who went and buried the one, right. is the one who got <laughs> thrown in jail and punished and stuff. But the ones who had 5 and what, I think 2 or 4, they used it, produced more. You know, they were trying to be faithful in what they did. And so, hmm. you know, they were rewarded for it.
0: Do you think people like can get different levels of like like you know, some people have like big callings, and like so everybody wants to, that like big, great, massive calling. Mm. <laughs> no, no, I follow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but the person that's in that like it would be like, hey, if you knew the pressure or the sacrifices that it took, you like you'd rethink that kind of. But they're all, but still, they're like, I'm so glad God has called me this do you think that someone like you know the more that they seek the lord the like you know their calling changes maybe or no it's kind of a dumb question honestly
1: i think we talked about this sunday night i did we the call like calling calling's changing oh we We did we did because you know what we're talking about oh (laughs) (laughs) care
0: to share with the class
2: never mind yeah, you know, can, know, I, can i share it, can yeah, I share yeah, it? Yeah, I might yeah. as well
0: um you okay so uh i think one of the people i'm not going to mention his name because he's not here one of the people was talking about like he wants like like a more <laughs> man <laughs> he
1: wants a girl who doesn't necessarily know her calling it's not like he only wants a girl who doesn't you know but that's like he's like i like that or, because, or
0: more specifically he mm-hmm. wants someone that is willing to like submit to wherever he's want, yes. where he feels the, the Lord's leading him like overseas whatnot and then Andrew on the other hand uh, was
1: talking about how he doesn't really mind he wants like someone that is like I want to personally I want a wife who's going to push me a little bit because I know like that's what I'm lacking like I can be content and that's great but like my family is, my parents make this very clear sometimes it's like you can do more you know you can work harder you know and i don't want my wife to be prod me with a stick but like you know but like (laughs) (laughs) like come on now but you know like sometimes i do need that push i recognize that you know now like other people i know that's not the case but each their own time so like a power couple type scenario you know like in in the sense of like i i'm not the kind of guy like if i'm good with what i have i don't need to get more you know but and that can work for a lot of things but it doesn't work for a lot of things but, uh, How did we get on this? Subject? Because we were talking about okay. the callings
2: change. Oh yeah. You know. So then, so like, the, or the the big question, I guess. Don't even. What yeah. is our calling? Okay. 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 Right. One of, oh right right. One, yeah. one of my my favorite verses. I I put it up in my apartment. Paul is writing. It's in Ephesians 4:1. He says, "Live a life worthy of the calling you receive." Hmm. And I have it up there for me. I was like, uh, "Okay, check your heart." But when we like look at it deeper, it's like, what is the calling we receive? You know, to be the city on the hill. Like, I could be that calling to just Andrew, or I could be that calling to thousands of people. Mm. Either way, like there are challenges that are posed with both of them.
0: Mm. Well, that's the question. Is it? I think what you're asking is, is it an individual calling, or is it a calling that we all have? You know, like there, there's like callings, like. One of the things that I I was I've been thinking about, and that you know I've I've heard a few pastors say is like, why why are you always asking God to give you guidance when you don't follow what He already said in the Bible? Like He already told you to do these, like you know, uh, you know like make your bed. No, but like no, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like th- there's little like proverbs and and just different commandments. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. do this, do this, do this, do this, and it's like or he said something and you're like god why don't you speak to me it's like
1: he's like like, why don't you listen exactly no that's totally like what comes to mind is like the when paul writes how to the requirements for being an elder in the church Mm. you know it's like be a man and one wife don't be a drunkard i don't know verbatim you know but it's like there's certain requirements and those aren't like extra things like no like you're like God, why are you calling me to, to be an elder? Well, buddy, because you're you keep looking this way and that way, you keep doing this, you know. Like before you go for shooting for the moon, like make sure you're good where you are, mm. you know. Like I can't, you can't go and be a pastor. If you're lying all the time or if you struggle with being with commitment, basic commitments. How are you gonna commit to a church if you cannot commit to like your friend about right. dinner plans? Oh, preach. Well, that's a great point. Like on the point of you said the
0: calling which you've been called, this is personally like what I've been working through for the last like four years. Is I've been really asking myself, like, what does it mean to be a great man? And then it's like, what that the people that I look up to that are great men what were they doing when they were in their 20s and am i doing that so like or i think even more than this not even to look at someone else sure i think okay like what is the imaginary version of the older bailey like what is the imaginary version of the great man bailey that has like discipled people and yeah. and that loves people well and that knows people you know and has led people to the lord and and less even less than like the the things that I've done but more of like who I am in in heart and like to yeah. people like do people know me do like do I know people do I care about people like all that those things and then asking myself okay does does that man do this today yeah. or this today does he like go seek out you know friends to love today or does he you know
1: focus on you know making money I don't know no yeah that's you can honestly apply that to everything you know we ask like what the person that we want to be what would they do now you know like you see like the all my investing friends you know like Warren Buffett Bill Gates or those rich people you know like they're very wealthy they've been very Warren Buffett is a pure investor that's how he made his fortune what did he do when he was in his 20s and his 30s and his 40s? And you also look at that in the context of like, that's where, that's where that led him, right? And because at this point, that's the fruit he's born and stuff like that in terms of money. Mm. You know, he worked hard, he invested, did all this stuff. And this is where he's at, you know? Like we have plenty of people like in there that we know in their 40s and their 30s and stuff that are serving the Lord faithfully and wholeheartedly. And they're producing so much fruit and discipling people. And it's like, so what did they do? you know at the very least like what did they do to prepare you know and to learn how to do these things like if i say okay when i'm 40 years old i want to like know have read the bible know the bible inside and out uh read all these books you know be learn be a worship leader you know any of those things okay then i need to start learning guitar or i need to read my bible and at least cover to cover now so i can start studying it cover to cover or start thinking like okay like, how am I going to afford all these books if I want books like that? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to back, you have to set that goal. Like, okay, where do I yeah. need to, what do I need to do and when do I need to do it?
0: I think that really kind of goes back to this, like, perception and reality type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like for instance, the podcast. If I'm not spending time with the Lord, how can I expect this to be fruitful? Like, do I have false presuppositions About my life that are not congruent with my walk. Do I think I deserve something that I don't deserve? Do I think that I'm greater than I actually am? Do I think, like, am I aligned with reality? Like, man, I know the Lord so much, but I don't read my Bible. It's like, hmm maybe that's true i don't know there's people that know the lord and don't have a bible right that that happens but that might be an indicator to be like okay bro like
1: really check with yourself you know oh yeah you can the time you spend with god like that is the foundation. I think we we talked about that already a little bit, but like and it feels like yeah. that sermon
0: is preached over and over and over and over and over and over again. Just get along with God. Get along with God. Get along with God. The most important thing, getting along with God. Get along Gee, with God. I wonder why with... they keep saying that. it's
1: like it's like that's important or something. Yeah. You know, like that is that was like the biggest thing for small like when when I started leading a small group, it was I made that conscious effort to like spend time with the Lord like Praying, reading my Bible. That was that was how I figured out what to talk about a smugger. I'd read my Bible, like a specific section. I'd read through like, I'd read through a book like Daniel through the week. Or I'd read through like Ezekiel or whatever I was reading. Yeah. Like, what can I learn from this chapter? And then I'd write it down. And by the end of the week, I'm like, okay, this stuck out the most. And that's what we talk about. <laughs> Sometimes, most of the time it worked, you know. Sometimes it didn't. And I had to, you know, I had to learn. I learned a lot of things with that. But that time spent with God, reading and then also in prayer and praying for these guys and interceding for these guys, like that played such a, like a tangible role in what I was able to do in their lives, like ministry wise, like I was able to serve them, love them. And we formed a good friendship that wouldn't have happened without God. God Mm. was in the room. There are like, I can tell you specific parts, like points in the semester where it was like, this is God. There's no way there is no way that this happened without God having his hand on it you know or this conversation or anything Mm. I think you know you have a good father when he never
0: stops teaching you when he never stops caring enough to like to help refine uh, refine a certain personality trait and that's you know you know we talk about like when am I going to get a break right this accelerated hero's journey at the beginning but it's like that's one of the glories of the Holy Spirit is like in our relationship with God, it's the one thing in life that never ends. It's the one thing where we can never be like as close as we can be, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, and it's good to stop and like receive like, Oh God, you love me so much. Like this morning I was just like, I was just like after reading some of these things and I just took like, 45 minutes or something like that just to sit and just kind of like in my own way i started to really discover like okay how personal like person, like time with the lord is and how it can change over time mm-hmm. and like my like one thing that god was showing me is like a big way him and i spend time together is just by like observing reality around so like i'm like whoa that's a- like I find, I find divine divinity in the weirdest things, like a bookshelf. I'm like, that's crazy. Someone thought of that, made it. It's in here. I get to be in this room, and my God is in here with me. Like it was just incredible, and He'll walk through different thoughts and ideas with me, and it was very, very evident God was there this morning, mm-hmm. and. It was very evident that he was there in my thought process because everything slowed down, started to spread out, and he's like, "Hey, look and look here," and we started going down different ideas and like just different things. I was thankful for even, and I didn't really even try to go. I just like kind of let my mind go, yeah. And he kind of guided it to each it's different like place. You,
1: you open your hands, you know, and you're just like, "Okay, show me what you want to show me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll go. You know, is it this? Is it that?" that's a very I like that a lot because that definitely characterizes parts of my relationship with God as well Mm. it's like there are certain points when I'm praying or I'm worshiping you know by myself and I'm like God is here you know and this like thing I'm learning and we're walking through that's not me that's not something that I would go through normally you know or like that I would come to that conclusion why would I notice this like the bookshelf like that's I don't personally notice things like that, but I, when I walk on campus and I notice people, I'm like, man, like I would have noticed her if I had my earbuds in or I was looking at the ground, mm. you know? But God told me at the beginning, hey, no music today or, you know, stuff like that. Like it's little things, a lot of little things where it's like, take this route. Sometimes it's been like that. Take this route. Yeah. And, you know, and I meet a person or <laughs> I see something or, yeah. you know, God shows me something just on the walk. And because I took that route,
0: yeah, and I think some people may be listening and be like, "Man, I'm not there." And I think the hope that you have is within the person of Jesus that he's going to bring you to that place in time, right? Because that's what I was trying to get to at, at uh, when I first started that is yeah. is the sanctification process never ends. That's a really cool thing about the Lord is like you get rid of these like big, you know, big things in your heart and then it's like the smaller things are just so much more significant. You know, you've gotten rid of like, you know, whatever it is, pornography, you know, drinking, smoking, whatever, these like big things. And it's like, like you get rid of anger, boom, boom. And then it goes down. It's like, oh, now, now I want you to focus on like your attention. What are you paying attention to? What is your focus? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? And it starts to refine and refine these smaller things. And it almost seems like, the further down you get those smaller things just expand to big things to you but what's cool about that is once you get rid of the bigger things you can start to hone in on your purpose in christ Mm -hmm. a little bit more every single day because like i was talking to the pastor pastor norman um, uh gt austin that's what it's called yeah pastor norman of gt austin michael norman and we were just we had a really great conversation he he calls himself a kinetic processor so not like a external processor a kinetic processor and he i was talking to him about how i this year my focus has been organization and discipline mostly organization <laughs> but a little bit of discipline there like yeah. and i think it kind of goes hand in hand i would agree um, with him but I was like asking him, okay, it's like, do you like, how, how, like what's the process of like coming up with your sermon and like, is it led by the Holy spirit while you're speaking or is it like follow the notes? And he's like, okay, first off, you know, I never fully follow the notes just like how I planned it out. And he writes, you know, sermons for some of the branch churches too to kind of follow. So they're all synced up on, on the same thing. Um, but then we were kind of just talking about the the process in general. He's like, well, there's so many things I could – because because once you, you've really been in this book, once you're really connecting to God on a regular basis, there's so many things that you could talk about. That's why it's sometimes hard to decide what to talk about on here, you know, yeah. with you guys because you guys are awesome. Every person I have on here, I'm like, I'm excited to talk to them. And he's like, okay. Uh, I like have all these ideas, and slowly it just kind of funnels down into this refined thing. Okay, and then I find the skeleton of it, and then the beauty is in filling in that skeleton. So I know what I want the purpose of it to be, mm-hmm. and now like what is the what 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 are the things that kind of fill in those gaps to bring understanding, and bring clarity, and relatability to what I'm saying.
1: Like how does this advance that purpose?
0: Yeah. And it was really cool to see that because he was even talking about he's like, Yeah, some like a lot of times I'm like a kinetic, I'm a kinetic processor. So I'll like I'll be like, I'll go to like my he he was talking about one of his other pastors or his wife and it'll be like, This is what I'm thinking about. And they'll like sit him down, and be like, This is actually what you are trying to say uh-huh. with all of these different He's like, Yes. And then so it's like a bouncing off. And he was just talking about two. And I'm, I'm adding in so many things, but talking about, too, how important the other people in the ministry are to his pastoral role. Like, very, very significant because, like, he wants to be able to, like, have the key to everything, but he purposely only gives himself three keys to the, like, specific <laughs> yeah. places in the building. So he can't go in there and do something that he should be spending his time somewhere else doing. Um but I just thought, like, the, the point I want to take away here is is that the further you get in the faith, the more refined and, and the the more poignant it is. So you've kind of done this, like, pruning process, this development of, like, of, of getting rid of, of this darkness, and then you start to fill yourself with the Word of God, with truth, and see reality and a worldview the way it should be. And then as you're progressing and God's leading you, then he's like, all right, let me refine and allow you to refine down to a, a, a role or a spiritual gifting in which you can walk in. Yeah. And a lot of times we want to skip that process, but it's a one thing at a time. And if you, if God allowed you to skip that process and go right there, you, it, you, it's just, it's impossible to do that with like fullness of like being led by the spirit, I guess.
1: Like you couldn't, no, I totally, yeah. Yeah. Like you couldn't be a prophet because that is a gift of prophecy, but you cannot be a prophet without knowing how to hear from God. That's like the one right. o prophecy 101, get your message from God. You know, like, so Moses, uh, there's a couple examples like I like to think about because I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Like Moses, he was 40 years old when he left Egypt. Dude was grown, mm. right? He was 80 roughly when he went back to Egypt. He spent 40 years training as an Egyptian prince which means that he learned language, he learned writing as much as they had then. He learned military strategy. You know, he knew all kinds of stuff politically because he (laughs) led the nation of Israel 40 years through the desert. And then 40 years as a shepherd, he learned how to nurture, how to guide, you know, how to feed your flock. Mm. You know, those were all, if you're 80 years old, if you were to tell me that I would be 80 years old and God like does the big part that people would remember about my ministry. (laughs) Like that's that's a lot, you know. Like that's what happened. Yeah, you know. Like he was trained every step of the way because he was called to that thing. But he had to go through all of that.
0: And he was an orphan.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh, his (laughs) family. I cannot imagine going through that kind of childhood, like knowing. I believe that he knew that he was a Hebrew, you know, and knowing that these aren't my parents, Mm. you know, like this isn't. Like there's some. There's got to be. If you really think about it, like that's the thing that always gets me about the Bible is that these were real people, Mm -hmm. you know. They had lives, they had feelings, they had friends, you know. Like they were talking about like dating and stuff like that. Like that was a common. That's there wasn't dating back then, but yeah. Well, what (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that, they were real people. Yes. And so all the things like they were like the Bible, like and Jesus was a
0: real person, yeah, that lived a real life, and
1: he dealt with everything that we deal with, yeah that that always gets me and it humbles me a lot is like man i think my struggles are so much no they're not Yeah. like not as much as they could be and if, there is someone at least one person probably more who have been through the things that i've been through yeah and they've gone and they got past them
2: yeah that's really good andrew uh, i'm super glad that you were talking about moses because that's exactly <laughs> what my mind was going to and <laughs> not so much of the same sense um so he's you know le- he's a level one hundred Christian, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about like you know like that sanctification and you know the small things become bigger um, or more apparent to us. And you also said this part too, which I was like exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> that only happens when we metaphorically and and or physically look up, right? Like you know oh. no music today, or me metaphorically oh. looking up as getting alone with God. So, I think it's Exodus 3 or 2. Please don't come at me, guys. Uh, Story of the burning bush. Uh, Heath Adamson explains this really well.
1: I Uh, know exactly what you're going to say. So,
2: it says, when Moses looked upon the bush, it was already on fire. Bailey, ask me the implications of that. What what the implications are that the bush was already on fire? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) It implies... That, you know, because that that was holy ground. God said, take off your sandals. This is holy ground. That implies that there is a period of time where Moses was walking on holy ground and didn't know it. He was too busy looking down that he didn't look up and see a burning bush. You know, God threw that bush. And, and he totally missed the fact that God was in his presence. Right. And that totally just like emphasizes the fact that we need to be okay with, you know, suscepting ourselves to God's will. Hey, Andrew, no music. Hey, I want you to, you know, fast social media or, Hey, you know, go to this park. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, Andrew was so excited. He was like, bro, I know exactly where you're going with this.
1: I've heard this. I've heard a sermon on this and I loved it because it's like, God is always moving. Mm. There's like, he made the world. You don't think he's going to do something with it. Like he's not (laughs) going to, like he's doing something. You just got to look around, ask him, how can I be a part of what you're doing? Yeah. You know, if you don't look up, then you're going to miss it. Well, I think a good, like, it just brought me back what y'all were saying, back to when you were a
0: kid. You don't know why your parents didn't let you go here or hang out with that person. You didn't know the purpose of it. And you're yeah. like, Mom, why? But then you did it because you, like, love your parents or maybe because you had to. Just, yeah, there was no choice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's because you were a kid. I, I don't
1: know, but, but in the similar way, it's like, Wait, why not music? I love music. Yeah. That's that love and trust, right? We don't have a relationship of hope and fear mm. as much as we, we love God and we trust God. And that's why we do those things. Like, mm. yeah, music is not going to kill me. It's, this is Christian music too. So it's not like I'm listening to anything bad. But like sometimes we'll be like, okay, let's yeah. go silent. And those are the days where I'm like, man, I rely too much on this. I remember when that was really hard for me,
0: man. Not too long ago it was really hard to walk without earphones and like even the like the first day on campus because like it's kind of back to normal here shout out texas a&m it's kind of back to like at least when you're walking on campus there's a lot of students yeah there's Uh, a lot more this semester yeah and i like started walking to class i'm like man i don't got my airpods like that was my mind went instantly i was like used to the groove like putting them in feeling like the coolest person in while, you know, like, <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm usually probably not listening to that. <speaks> no, <speaks in voice> de- de- I mean, have you seen Spider-Man three? <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about. Max. So oh. <laughs> oh, no, not that. <laughs> That's what I, I'm i sorry. <laughs> I think more of like, uh, you know, Morales with, the.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the
0: headphones.
1: <laughs> I love that movie. Sp- Spider-Man. One of my favorite superheroes. Dude, the new one? Did you hear? Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are you mean it, right? And? The Doc Ock. And well, Norman Osborn.
0: Well, and the other Spider-Man. What is his name? Uh, the heartthrob. Tom Holland? Tom Holland, yeah.
1: Well, it's his movie. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but it's all three Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're bringing back, like, old villains, like, from the old trilogy and stuff, too. They're you a whole thing. If y'all know me, you know I love it's this legit. stuff. Like, it's legit. I mean, who doesn't? Like, at this point, it's like, it's not even a nerdy thing to like Marvel. Everybody watches it. It's the best. Some A lot of people, like, they don't watch it. They're like, I don't watch Marvel movies. Oh, wow. I'm <laughs> so cool and smart and intellect. I only watch intellect have you ever seen a film (laughs) that's nominated by for an oscar like best picture most of them look really weird like they're not movies that i would watch in theaters yeah you know like so i'm fine well the oscars are weird now
0: because you gotta like you gotta have like the right racial group is it i don't even want to go there i don't even want to go there
1: society as a whole is looking very different
0: You, you thinking we should wrap this up or what how long have we been going? It's been great. About two hours. Oh, no nice. No way. Dude, See, it's time, easy. Time
2: flies when Jesus. you're with people that you love.
0: Yes. And when you're podcasting.
2: Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's so weird to think of it like podcasting. Like, the way I'm thinking of it, like, we're just talking. We're just chilling. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just pushing some buttons every couple seconds. Well, yeah. besides that, we're just talking. Yeah. Back to just like, yeah. All right, back to pushing buttons. <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs>
0: But yeah, man, dude, I, I do think this is a good place to end. But, Andrew, this has been awesome yeah I, i'm thank thank you guys for having me so thankful matt james didn't show up today <laughs> so we could have this going <laughs> oh, james, we dude love we you. love you matt james we if you're watching so this we're probably gonna send it to you if you're watching this we really do love you um dude, we we do miss you you need to come back here we've been that's, we wouldn't be calling you like all day all the time if we didn't want you back here so get true. your butt back here you got some souls to win but uh, thank you, Max, for for being on the computer. Shout out to to Brian for the, live the audience. audience. He, 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 y'all didn't hear it, but he's been clapping a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again, Andrew. And thank you to everybody watching. Uh, we'll see you next time.